Hey, this is Tim McGregor, and I'm the pastor of LOH Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. A friend of mine gave me this years and years ago, and I've had it in my office, and I'm telling you what, it's not fake, it's real. And uh, you have to be very careful even when you grab it to, to carry it. And uh, a lot of the little ones come into my office and over and over again, they'll just walk over. I, I have it up on a high shelf. And they'll walk over and they'll say, what is that? What is that? And I'll explain what it is. And uh, on, a, on a child level term, because I don't want to get real graphic, but it's hard to not, they know what that is and and then some of the very same kids a few weeks later will walk in and walk right over to it and go what is that <laughs> because there there there's there there's something about it um i was i wanted to do a short little message in the midst of this awesome music and i didn't want to like steer from that but i want i really felt strongly to uh I was in my office and I looked up at this and it's been there for years and years and years and um, sometimes, sometimes I, it'll catch my eye uh, in, in moments where I feel like entitlement is getting too, too big in my soul and, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll ca- this will catch my eye and put me in, in a context. Um, I'm going to put this down um, just for a minute. I want to talk to you a minute about uh, a crown of thorns for peace of mind. And th- this scripture is from um, Mark's gospel. And I just want to read it to you and, a co- and share a couple of things. It says, then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole garrison. This is a lot of soldiers. It's a lot of soldiers. And they clothed him with purple, which was a robe of mockery. And they, and, and they twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head and most say that it looked something like that and they put it on his head and they began to salute him hail king of the Jews and then they have that crown on his head and then it says then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him it really moves me sometimes you think about how hard they were on the Lord you know and bowing the knee, they worshipped him. Of course, it was mockery. And, and when they had mocked him, they took the purple off, put, it on, put his own clothes on him, and then led him out to crucify him. You know, I, I, I read that, and, I, and I, 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 I've had a real strong sense over the last couple of days that I wanted to talk to you tonight for a few minutes, uh, especially to those of you who are here and you're watching it or w- watching, I guess we're, we're live. If we are, hi guys, if we aren't, I'm just so used to it. That there, were, there were people that really are, are, are really are needing a ministry from the Lord tonight to deal with thorns in the mind. Thorns in the mind. And uh, I read, I've been reading some poems on, on the conscience. And Douglas Horton said this, that the conscience is the window of our spirit. Uh, the, the with knowledge that goes around with us in the mind that's, that's animated, that's alive and it's real. He said you can look into the, into, the, 
into the window of the spirit and know what's going on in the mind. And, and I began to think about that. Um, when you look inside people's minds, and I had a friend with, uh, I had a meeting with a buddy last night that's kind of been uh, in a tough situation, and, and we got to talk, and he quickly said that, it, he said, Tim, it's in my mind. It's just, I can't, I can't turn the switch off in my mind. And I, and I knew what I was going to say tonight, and I just thought, that's, you know, and I know, I said, man, listen, you represent a lot of people all over the world right now. And uh, if you looked into the mind of people, I wonder if you'd see tears. I wonder if you'd see fears. I wonder if you'd see guilt. I wonder if you'd see shame. And that's not just people that are, don't know the Lord and, and on Good Friday night, they don't really have a, a place to, to go or a moment even somewhere to, to stop and just pause for a minute and in spite of the storm they might be in to be able to just go, Jesus, I just thank you for what you've done for me as a lot of you were doing. And I have a thing that I like to do during worship. I like to worship, but I like to watch because I get such a joy of watching you uh, enter in. And I, I, I'm sorry, but I kind of get tickled watching some of you guys for the first time come up here in the mosh pit and uh, the Jesus mosh pit and, 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 and start to get your groove on, you know? And, and I, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just tickled. I'm just, I, just, I just love seeing people uh, feel free to be themselves, especially in, in church, in the house of the Lord. You know, but you know what? Uh, Jesus, Jesus has done something for all of us. So that when, when, if someone would look into the window of our soul instead of ha seeing tears and fear and guilt and shame, they would see love, joy, and peace. Love, joy, and peace. Because uh, I, call, I call love, joy, and peace the triad chord of a, of a, of a, of a spirit-filled mind. And I have to say that that's not easy, is it? It's not easy to have that, those three chords playing all the time. Love, joy, and peace. It's, it's, it's part of the, uh, the list of the fruit of the Holy Spirit that, that we can all live in. Um, but even as believers, you know, uh, in my own life, I have to say that sometimes the road is tears and fears and... Uh, Sometimes the road is guilt and shame and sometimes the road is you can just list a lot of things and the last thing you're going to find in the window of my mind is love, joy, and peace. But here's the thing I know is that when, when, when the thorns are, are, are pressing into the mind, uh, a lot of love isn't flowing out and a lot of love isn't being felt and a lot of joy isn't overflowing and a lot of peace isn't there. And uh, next slide, guys. Um, I was thinking about what's going on in the mind of people. In a lot of people's minds, and the Lord knows this, I think his heart is really toward you. I think his heart is really toward the world like never before. Or, or Dustin said something a while ago I thought was pretty profound. Um, you know, we've, we've yet to come to that place to really understand the fullness of what Jesus has done for us and... And I think with that, there are a lot of people in the church and world and in the ministry and uh, in the world that if you look inside, it's, it's a crushing and it's a depression rather than a creativity and a delight. 
And then you can even feel bad about that. You can think, well, yeah, I'm supposed to be a happy person. I'm supposed to be a person of faith. I'm supposed to be a person with love, joy, and peace. And even that, I'm, I'm failing in that. And the thorns just press even more. Well, I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage you tonight. I really feel the Holy Spirit is going to do something in this place with this. Um, another poem that I read, I just took a little part of it and put it on the screen. I'll read it to you a couple lines. It's from a guy named Walter Sapar. And I think he speaks so well of what, what everybody is wanting to have go on, going on inside of their mind. And he says, our conscience is like an old fragile pilgrim in search for the holy land within. Our conscience is like an old fragile pilgrim in search of the holy land within because everything is transient and only the soul is eternal. And so with everything that's going on and everything that's coming on, Jesus died so that we could have a consistent peace on the inside of our minds. Because a lot of things don't work, do they? Religion doesn't work. Knowing truth from the Bible doesn't work. Because sometimes you're better to be dumb and happy. And then you find out why you're dumb. <laughs> and uh, you're not happy. So some things don't work. If I looked at someone when I said dumb, I wasn't looking. It just, I can't see anybody. The lights are so bright. I, are you out there? I can't even see. Um, but Hebrews talks about this. Even religion doesn't work. It says, demonstrating that, animal, the, demonstrating that offerings and animal sacrifices had failed to perfectly cleanse the conscience of the worshiper. For what power does the blood of bulls and goats have to remove sin's guilt? You know, there's an awful price that Jesus paid because sin has an awful price tag. And in order to find the peace of God, you have to go through the pain of yourself. And the Holy Spirit, a lot of times, will make it real sensitive about what has happened in our lives and, and make us need something else. Like we're, we're, in, we're on a pilgrimage and we don't, and there are a lot of things we try and I've tried, but they don't work or they don't last. But he paid a price. Tonight at sundown, all over the world, Passover begins. I think it's really interesting that Passover this year, Jesus of Nazareth died on Nisan 14 and it is April 15th. So Nisan 14 was Passover Eve yesterday. And right now it's 2.28 it's a.m. in Jerusalem, which if we go back 2,000 plus years, the tomb would already have been sealed. The soldiers would be around it. Uh, Pilate would think it was over and the Jews, Jewish priests would still be freaking out, hoping that it was over. But it wasn't over, was it? But the Passover was where God said, I want, you, I want a lamb for a man. I want a lamb for a family. I want a lamb for a house. I want a lamb for a nation. And now, as John the Baptist said, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So that's what we're going to do in a minute. But before we open the cup, 
I just want to share a couple th- other scriptures with you that he alone took our thorns. I believe there was a real reason why, because he allowed all that to happen, right? He could have said, nope, and could have done a lot worse than that. He allowed them to press that thorny crown into his head. You know why I believe? Because I believe he took those thorns to take ours. So those thorns that press, whether it's from shame, whether it's from guilt, whether it's from knowing that you should be closer to God than you are, or knowing that you've walked a good road and then like Simon and you made a vow or you made pledges and everybody knows it and you failed, it's hard to come, it, it, it's hard to come back from that. He took those things. Listen to this. Yet how much more will the sacred blood of the Messiah thoroughly cleanse our consciences? Take the, take the window of the soul and not only make the window clean, but what's inside of it totally clean. For by the power of the eternal spirit, he has offered himself to God as the perfect sacrifice that now frees us from our dead works to worship and serve the living God. And the next one, by God's will, we have been purified. Listen to that. By God's will, we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus the Messiah. So whether we feel like it, whether we have information, whether the accuser with speculation and accusation is pressing a thorn, here's the reality. In spite of that, in the eyes of God, 2,000 years ago, when he said it's finished, it was a done deal then, it's a done deal now, it'll be a done deal 25 years from now in your life, it'll be a done deal the day you die. And when, yeah, and when you get there, when you get there, he will be the first one to welcome you and never put sin back in your face and will crown you with a crown of grace. So why not wear it now? We come closer to God and approach him with an open heart. See, when the thorns are removed, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. So listen, if the enemy comes to you with an accusation or a lot of times the enemy uses people to come to you with an accusation and some get close you know what and you do everything you avoid them maybe or you try to be nice put on a happy face but sometimes it comes down to a place even with people that you have to kindly say get your face out of my space of grace get your face out of my isn't that good get your face you got to say it nice. Maybe. Get your face out of my space of grace. I like this verse. Now we are clean, unstained, presentable to God inside and out. 
So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. There were two men sitting at the table with 10 other men and Jesus. And within less than a few hours, two of those men's destinies would be changed forevermore. And people would be talking about both of them tonight and every year in the future until Jesus comes. And that's Judas and it's Peter. Two of them denied Jesus. Judas was even remorseful. He really felt guilty. He really felt sorry. But then he took his life. I tossed around, the, wrestled with the thought of even bringing up the phrase, taking your life. But you know what? There are a lot of people over the past couple years that have taken their lives. They're Christians that have taken their lives. And I think that there are times where when that happens that God sees deeply beyond that and you're, we're going to see them someday in the kingdom of heaven. But the reason why Judas took his life was because he believed Jesus was an innocent man, but he didn't believe he was the son of man. He said, I betrayed innocent blood, but he didn't go to him as the Lamb of God, who would have forgiven him. Peter, on the other hand, did just a, as worse of a thing. And the thorns that were in his conscience that wounded him for doing so, he had something that happened to him that I believe God wants to do with you tonight and me. And if you're watching you, or if somebody you know feels the press of the thorn and you can take this word to them, Jesus, Jesus came to Simon. I think that's the most beautiful thing. I'm so glad. I've had times in my life where I felt convicted and felt drawn to the Lord and went to the Lord. And then there have been a few other times in my life where I felt so bad about it that I convinced myself that the Lord wouldn't want me. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but I just wanted to say that to you because you might, not, you might think I've never been in a place like that before, but I have. And sometimes I've, I've felt like, well, the more I know and the more I've committed and the more I've walked with you and the more you've used me, you know, my, my conscience gets so sensitized with that. And then some, and I think, golly, man. I'm so thankful that there have been times when I felt like I couldn't approach the Lord. He approached me. Raise your hand if you just thank the Lord for being that kind of Jesus, huh? Just thank him for being that kind of Jesus. And he came to Simon and he, and he fixed him breakfast on the beach. And he created a moment that reminded him of the first moment of catching the fish and getting back in the game when he did that for him. I don't think Simon ever forgot it, but I think what Jesus did for him 
listen, here are the th- two things. I was driving here and I was just praying. I felt the Lord whisper and say, let them know I want to give them a word and a visitation. Let them know I want to give. I want to give them a word and a visitation. Just for you. Just tailor made for you. It might be for a lot of us, but it'll be a word for you and a visitation. I go to a breakfast on Friday morning with a bunch of guys downtown, and I told a story one time about something God did for me that met me somewhere and did this amazing, crazy, crazy amazing thing that only God could do to help me encourage me and I told that to a guy <laughs> and every couple of weeks with a new guy coming into the breakfast he'll say Tim tell that guy your Stone Mountain Georgia story and it's like it's so sacred I don't want to tell it to everybody and I've told it to you guys a couple times but anyway I'm not gonna tell it tonight but <laughs> but you know there are times like that that God will do that for us and sometimes they're that they're that powerful and that like mind-blowing and other times they're not like that they're just these subtle little things that might be from a kid might be from somebody in a store might be somebody that just smiles at you in church but he's going to give you tonight a word and a visitation we have some more songs to sing so why don't we uh why don't we take a step of faith some of you guys jumped up in the mosh pit that was a step of faith and and you'll probably come back up right But why don't we, as we take the communion tonight as a step of faith, believe that tonight, that God's going to set in motion for you personally. Why, hey, why wouldn't, why wouldn't God do it for you personally? So as we take the bread, he said, this is my body, broken for you. Every one of us, raise your hand if you're a you. broken for you do it in remembrance let's let's take the bread and let's begin let's begin to stir up our faith to believe that God's going to send us a word and a visitation take the thorns out of our minds take the bread and I'll chew and talk at the same time while you guys just chew and take your lid off of the uh blood I never I've never been able to get used to calling this juice because I need to see it as blood this blood's for you and me oh man to perfect you at the very moment it was shed in me to make my house clean so that the wonderful Holy Spirit could come and begin to do a new work in my life, in my mind, in my heart, in my life, in in yours. As we drink this cup, let's drink it with faith and believe that he's going to send a word and a visitation. Let's drink Um. Jesus, Lord, we thank you tonight. 
it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard to even want to go in my imagination to see them press something like that on your head and then hit you. You know, the, the, nails, the nails were too much. The whip on the back was too much and the legs and the sides pulling your, all that was too much. But to, but to stop for a minute, I think, I think you wanted, a, you, wanted you, want, you allowed yourself to, be, to face that and experience that. But there's something about the head. There's something about the thinking. There's something about the mind. There's something about the conscience. There's something about the window of the soul that, that looses a person to be creative and confident and to be able to sing and to be able to worship and to be able to serve and be able to imagine and be able to dream and be able to hope and to not be afraid. You took that upon yourself that we might have peace of mind. And Lord, I just pray that you would release the grace of God in this room to bring peace of mind to my friends, to my brothers, to my sisters. I pray for the peace of God to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I pray that torment would no longer find residency in your thinking. I pray that attacks of panic would not be able to find that place to rest, to steal your rest away. I pray for a lightness of your soul to begin right now as you are able to worship him tonight. On the night that he was betrayed and he suffered, and the next day when he suffered and he cried out, it is finished. As Isaiah 53 tells us, what is amazing is the first verse in Isaiah 54 tells us from the Holy Spirit to sing. To sing. He suffered so we can sing. Let's sing out the praises of him in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, this is Pastor Dustin, and thanks for listening. If you live in the Western Maryland area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services or weekday gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environment, please visit myloh.church.